What's up, Yellow Jackets fans? Pete here from The Lasser Cast. And wearing his Suspiria shirt, sitting in front of Andy Pettit over there, is my good friend, Dr. Zayas G.O.D., Danny Torkel. Danny, happy Saturday. Are you ready to talk Yellow Jackets? I am. Uh, really enjoyed this episode. Uh, it was pretty much the only thing I could get through last night. I, it, was a, it, was a, it was a week of work. And a lot of coworkers were like, let's go out. And I'm like, no, I'm too tired. I need to go home. And the only thing I could like fit in a full version of was this episode of Yellow Jackets. So I'm glad I did because it was a pretty great episode. Agreed. Agreed. And a bit of a gut punch of an episode. We'll, um, we'll get to that gut punch uh, later. And so this is a spoiler review. So if you haven't seen last night's episode, please go watch it. Um, but as we do on the show, we usually go character by character. And we usually go by the most interesting point. Uh, or most interesting, we save the most interesting characters arc for last, and we go for like the least interesting first. But before we even get to that, I think we should talk about how in last night's episode we finally got all of the surviving Yellow Jackets together in one shot, right? A pretty epic shot too, right? Yeah. Well, I love the the crescendo of the music. The last like major review we did for our channel was uh, you, me, and. Uh, actually, you and Mike Mangiorno from Pop Culture Manchild got it started, and I showed up a little bit late, but we did Evil Dead Rise, and one of my favorite moments in that movie is uh, the title credit scene, like the opening, mm -hmm. like when you see the title of the movie, uh, there's this like crescendo of music that like like really shows the awe of like that moment, <laughs> and I felt that this episode did that very similarly where they had, you have the six, the five uh, yellow jackets. You have Shauna, Misty, Ty, Van, and Nat are all standing at the compound, at the, the what what do we call it? A uh, retreat? Uh, they keep calling it a retreat, yeah. You just start to hear this, like, music as Van looks out and sees, like, the shadow of Lottie. And Lottie turns to the other five and the music is swelling and you can see the look on Van's face. Lauren Ambrose doing just a great job of emoting. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is it. This, this is where the season, because I think it was like two episodes ago, you were like, I didn't particularly love this episode. And I think we were like, yeah, this is kind of that, like, we're back into a new season so we get that initial stuff out of the way. We got the cannibalism in like what episode two, yeah. And then uh, there was kind of like a pause, and now we're hitting that like this is going to be the catalyst for the end of the season, uh, and this is going to be like the arc that gets us through those final four episodes. And I, I thought it was such a great scene uh, to finally see these six adult yellow jacket women together and like what the fuck is going to happen now yes uh, yeah you know um it's uh this season i feel like it maybe has had like the sophomore slump and or maybe i'm wrong right but for me i when i sat down with sherry last night to watch the show i was telling her i felt like the best moment of the season thus far had been when they ate jackie right that was this kind of crazy moment we talked about that a lot on this show <laughs> And just how that was set up and how it was done. Um, and then I was like, well, and then everything else has just not been as interesting, right? But then last night's episode, it was more like what we'd seen in season one. And um, 
you mentioned how everything kind of came to this crescendo point. One of the things that Sherry and I also talk about every so often is how sometimes it feels like the way the characters are in the past is almost kind of inconsistent with the way they are in the present. Like, it's like, oh, I, I would expect that the adult version of Lottie would be like this, or I would expect the adult version of Nat would be like this. And one major talking point is we always feel like adult Lottie doesn't really seem like the character that young Lottie is sort of moving towards, right? And But then when uh, Van comes out and she sees Lottie and she just almost looks scared, right? Like, she's just like, oh, no, it's her. I felt like that was really interesting. I don't even know if it was scared or if it was, like, in, like, reverent awe mm. of, like, because, you know, Liv Hewson, who plays Van... Uh, in 1996, she falls in with like the Lottie camp very quickly. Yes. Um, and she's like a true believer yes. in like Lottie's wilderness stuff. Uh, Lottie, by the way, who for the first time in 12 episodes, uh, more than like 16 episodes that I've watched of this show, uh, I found out her full name was Charlotte, which is, I, I put two and two together and I was like, oh, Lottie. Charlotte. Okay. And then I, I, I said that to Charlotte and Charlotte's like, yeah, yeah, that nobody ever calls me that. I was like, yeah, well, well you have time. Just, and I, was, I was telling this to Sherry last night too. I told her that you said that. And I feel like in New York, you know, cause that's where I'm from too. Just people don't know. But like uh, in New York, I feel like we all say the beginning of people's names is nicknames. And I'm you call Charlotte Char, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I was like, that's why I probably didn't make that connection. But everyone kind of says, like, if you call someone, if someone's Mary, you say, like, Mayor in New York. I, I'm the only one where it's like, they just say Pete, you know, because it's not Peter, but whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, the, maybe it is all. We're going to see, like, how things ended off with Van and Lottie. What, what's interesting with everyone coming together, I had a couple of points about that. One, it's kind of weird how van and taiza are like driving to the compound they're driving to the compound they get there they're sitting there and then uh shauna just drives right past them and goes in and it, it seemed like they shauna just found out about it and then she got there immediately the, the the way that i could kind of write off that is maybe where they all live in new jersey is really close to the compound versus where van lives and maybe it was much more of a hike to get from well yeah because doesn't um Taiza uh, hitchhiked and like ended up at Van's somehow. Like we don't really know where Van is. Right, right. I mean, she could be in like fucking Delaware or Virginia yeah. or something. You know, yeah. But um, so then let's let's do our thing where we kind of go um, in order of who's the most interesting to who's not. And here's the so, thing. Go ahead. Oh. Well, what I was going to say is, for me, what's what's weird about this is that my my most interesting character in the past is my absolute least interesting character in the present. Right. And I wonder if we're on the same page as to who that is. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. It, that's the problem. It's inconsistent. The people that are in the present, some of their stories are not as interesting. All the stuff that's interesting is in the past, by the way. Everything. Uh, but I think that you're going to say that Shauna's story arc in the past is the most interesting and her present day one is the least interesting. Yes. Okay. But here's the thing. I'm going to top you on that one because I feel like Taiza's arc in the present is like it's all they're doing is just driving to the compound. There's nothing really revealed, nothing interesting. 
they haven't really like they had that one moment last episode where her other took over and they kind of like go through that really quickly in this episode um I, I do start, I, I am starting to see, and, and this is why that, that last moment of this episode um, in, in the present where they all come together. You mentioned sophomore slump. For me, it's not really a sophomore slump because I didn't watch season one when it was on. I binged it right before we started. So I'm nice. not feeling the, I've heard this from other people also who were yeah. like big Yellow Jackets fans who are like, the season's a little bit slower. I don't really love it as much. But nice. my sister, who I told her and her wife, I was like, you guys got to watch the show. She texted me yesterday. She's like, oh my God, did you watch this latest episode? Yeah, She's yeah. like, they're completely hooked on it. Yeah. Um, or at least my sister's completely hooked on it. Yeah. And she did the same thing as me. Where I am seeing the sophomore slump is that I'm almost completely invested. I'm I'm 100% completely invested in everything that happens in 1996. Right. And I've kind of had, and, and I've made this comparison a lot, but it's kind of that thing where you're watching Lost and you're like, oh, this is, this is really cool. And then it'll be like, and you jump to another character 10 years ago in an office and you're like, all right, if I'm going to use the bathroom, I should go now. And <laughs> I'm not saying that Yellow Jackets is, is at that stage, but right. it, it does feel like it does feel like there has been five and a half episodes of just get us all back together at this re, uh, retreat compound, and now we can actually take the story forward. Yes, yes, like yes. In season one, Nat and Misty were together. They were investigating Travis's death. Uh, Shauna was having the affair, and we didn't know who Adam was, and, and there was the blackmailer. There was all this stuff going on. And, and, and for five and a half episodes so far this season, it kind of feels like we've just been getting back to, you know, like kind of playing off of those events, but not really progressing. Very well and, put. I, I completely agree. Yeah. And, uh, but, but the, I, I, that's why I'm so excited now that they're all together. I'm so excited. Like, I, it, Shauna in this episode, it's like, I love, um, oh God, uh, who's the Melanie Linsky? Melanie Linsky. I love Melanie Linsky. I think she's fantastic on this show. Right. But, but I'm, I'm almost bored with this whole going to the cops. And if I have to look at Mustache Cop and, and his friggin' like he's like 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 Mustache Cop being all kind of slimy at the police station when like dude the girl is still in high school so I don't give a shit like if you adhere to your undercover like regulations you're still a fucking creepazoid man yeah like yeah. you're still an adult that was like flirting with a high schooler to get info yeah. And like, and and just the look on his face makes me want to like fucking pop. Like, I wish Melanie Linsky pulled, like, stabbed him like she did Adam at one point. Yeah. But like, Sophie Nelise, the actress who plays young Shauna, I mean, she is, she's been like carrying the show for for a while. I think in terms of the 1996 stuff, and this episode, I felt like this was like her Emmy reel episode. Okay. 
Well, why don't we just was... jump into that then? You know, I would say we should for the end. I'm sorry, just... I, I because like I know you said like we'll talk about the characters like from least to best, but it's hard in this episode because it's like I I can't stand the the present day Shauna stuff, but I love the 1996. Shauna right, stuff. right. So 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 the 1996 Shauna stuff. Um, this is another thing that Sharon and I talked about for a bit. She was kind of thinking like. Is this like considered like a cop out? Like the, this whole it was just a dream thing? Because other TV shows have done that. Probably the most notorious is like Dallas, right? With uh, Jr. Who shot Jr. And it was just a dream, and he's alive, and he's in the shower at the end of the season. But um, this dream sequence, and we both agreed, that's what really makes this like a gut punch. Because as the audience, you think that she gives birth, you think that she like truly struggles trying to get this baby to breastfeed. And you, it makes sense. Like they haven't really eaten, and she's starving. How could her body support another creature? And then at the very end, there's that connection, and she has that speech. And what I really liked about that speech, it actually elevates the 1996 stuff, because when she is being interrogated by mustache cop that you hate, she reveals that she actually doesn't love her daughter, doesn't love her husband, and that she essentially had to like stay with them and. She, she had her daughter because she had to stay in this marriage. And she's grown to love them since, but she didn't want either of them. And I think it's also has... a level of guilt also. Yeah. It, the thing with the baby is when I when I saw that twist coming. Yeah. Um, and, and, and what I like is I saw the twist coming, not because I thought it was poorly written, but because I thought it was well written because mm. it fit in perfectly with what we know about Shauna in 1996. Mm. She wasn't able to cope with Jackie's death. Right. And she literally imagined Jackie being alive mm -hmm. and she would go out and have conversations and braid dead Jackie's hair and put makeup on dead Jackie. And like the other girls had to be like, all right, you know, so, you know, uh, Shauna, you, you got to snap the fuck out of it at this point. And I, that's what I kept thinking of when she was talking to the baby, when she was with the baby, that this feels like it's Shauna in her own head, the way she was with Jackie in like the, uh, the little shed where Jackie's body was. It, it felt like that. And so when the reveal came... I, I kind of expected it, uh, mm -hmm. but, and I, I didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, that's a cheap writer's twist and, mm. you know, uh, but I, I thought it was just really well acted. I thought that they gave you these great moments where she, you know, the whole, mo where Lottie's breastfeeding the baby and Shauna freaks the fuck out because of course, uh, and then of course that moment where she wakes up, the baby's not there and she finds everybody, including the coach, like ripping at the baby, eating it, which goes along with her dreaming that she was giving birth to chickens, right? She was giving birth to food or cheeseburgers. Some kind uh, of weird thing that they ate. That was really bizarre when that was born. <laughs> but then I also but then I also kind of sat back and I went, of course the baby dies. It's the most logical solution. Like right. what what is that? Where what what's that what's that phrase? Occam's razor? Yeah. The most uh, the most the, the the easiest answer is usually the, the right answer. Yeah. Like we sat here and other podcasts have sat here like, what's going to happen to the baby? Does the baby grow up to be one of these other characters? Uh, do they eat the baby? Do they eat the live? And I'm like, 
no, it makes the most sense that this is a bunch of high school kids with no medical doctor. I love, I love that this episode starts with them watching like the miracle of birth that we all had to watch when we were in high school. Yeah. And that is like the logic that they use to make right. Misty in charge. Oh, she really liked the video on mystery on, on the uh, miracle of birth. So she should be the doctor. Right. Then they bring over the coach and they and the coach is like, I just put the fucking VHS in and press play. Like, press what do you play, want me yeah. to do? Yeah. And, oh, I, it made so much sense of like, they're talking about, there's so much blood. They're talking about, Oh, we think the baby's backwards. I'm like, of course the baby died. That's, and I'm not even like mad. I'm just like, that, that is the thing. And, and like you pointed out, it really does give, um, Shauna, like when she comes home and she goes back to Jeff, that, that weight of having lost the baby that Jeff probably didn't even know she was pregnant with right. the guilt that she must have, like the, which, you know, the, 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 those feelings, which I couldn't possibly imagine is probably what leads her to stay with him, get married, agree to have another baby. Right. And yeah. And like that part was like, I hate mustache cop, but that part like where she breaks down in the police station was, it was really sad. I just wish it was like, not about Adam anymore because I'm kind of done with that story. Yeah. As am I. Yeah. It was even annoying kind of see his picture. But I'm really glad you brought up this part where it's like she's sort of in denial and she creates this fabrication. And that's what she did with the baby. And that's what she did with Jackie. Um, because we see a fabrication with Coach, too. Like, you know, Sherry and I have kind of been debating, is it a flashback when he's in the past? Is it a fantasy? And I've always kind of said that it's a fantasy. That, like, he made the choice in the flashback yeah. to stay. And everything since then has been a fantasy. Yeah. As a I, you, you, I feel like his real-life story is his love you know his boyfriend lover says to him make the choice and he you know chooses to stay in the closet and to go back to work and to go on the trip and every and i love the way that they edit those scenes with like these little like kind of yeah. like breaks in the film and you're like oh what are we watching it oh and then it like sputters back to reality Right. And another interesting detail that I just noticed last night for the first time, I'm wondering if they've been doing it pretty consistently, is that the apartment that he's in with his boyfriend, he's playing charades in the apartment last night in last night's episode, but the apartment even starts to look like a cabin too. Like on the wall, it has sort of like the cabin fireplace and it has, the cabin itself has like weird kind of um, like, I don't know, like maybe branches and stuff that the girls have brought inside and there's stuff like that in their apartment. And I'm like, Oh, it's sort of like starting to become the cabin. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. But they're both having this detail. It's interesting that Sean and Shauna and the coach are having this detail of like, um, this is the world we want. This is not the world that we have. We don't want to live in this wilderness, but this is what we want. This is what we want back home. And there it's in contrast to characters like Misty and maybe even Lottie, where it's like, oh, the wilderness is the, the better world for us. This is, we want the wilderness world versus the back home world. And so um, with that being said, like the Shauna thing, when they went to go, like when she couldn't find the baby and then she saw the cup, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe they really did eat the baby because it was weird to think that like uh, Nat maybe could have potentially poisoned her. Because Nat gives her that tea, 
And I'm like, okay, uh, did that knock her out and they ate the baby? But I was like, it's too sinister of a twist for it to happen. And once I saw Coach eating the baby, I'm like, okay, so they're definitely not eating the baby. Um, the I like you, I was like, okay, so it's a nightmare. And so they're not actually eating the baby. But for a couple of seconds, there, I was like, oh, man, wouldn't that be really fucked up if they truly did? Like, that would shift the whole flashback well, sequence. I mean, I I'm just going to say it. Maybe episode seven starts with them eating the dead baby. I mean, they it, it's 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 meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you shared a YouTube clip where they had all the adult actresses answering questions or like responding to fan theories. And they did go out of the way to say that the wilderness baby doesn't get eaten. They don't eat a baby. Now, of course, like on these press junkets, people do lie about things. But I'm, I'm feeling like unless they, unless you're Tom Holland on the Avengers tour where like he accidentally gave away like countless plot details. Yeah. And like the rest of the cast would be like, don't talk to Tom. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess we'll see. I, I hope personally that they don't. I hope that they maybe they just. Uh, I have I have to think uh, Shauna would like out of respect to Shauna that they wouldn't. Right. It's also, and this is again, this is terrible to say, but I don't know how much of a meal that that would be for. What is and, and this is again we've talked about this uh, that scene at the end. There's the six of them, uh, Ty, Misty, Shauna, Van, Lottie, Nat, and I'm thinking, okay, this has to be. Uh, is this are these all the survivors? Yeah. Are these the six? Oh, no. What am I talking about? Because Travis. Travis, too, yeah. So yeah. Travis was seven. So at least seven people made it back. So yeah. I, I kind of feel like, again, uh, there was um, the girl who, when Misty, like, had her freak out, the girl who takes her place, the one with the mouse. Yes. And and I had this terrible thought. Where they're like, don't worry, Aquila will help you. And I went, uh-oh, they gave her a name. She's next to die. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh. So I I have a feeling that the last four episodes of this season are going to be death happy in uh, the past. And uh, I think we're going to start to see some real spooky shit going on in the present now that they're all together. Because that was another thing. And I'm sure, like, We'll get to Lottie in a minute, but like Lottie going to her therapist and the, and this awesome line where they're like, wait, so you don't want any more meds? And she's like, no, I'm starting to think I was never sick in the first place. Yeah. And then like yeah. the things that she was describing, the powers that her parents thought she was crazy or she was like having mental issues, that it's all just real and the meds might be blocking it. And now everybody's back together and something is drawing them together. And it, it's really, you know, and, and, and Travis also, Travis was, you know, the, the inciting incident that brought Nat and eventually Misty together with Lottie is, is Travis's death. So Travis was drawn back to them as well. Yeah. So I, I really can't wait. Like, I think I'm, I think I ended up liking, where I think the show is going to go from here in my head more mm -hmm. than I particularly like this episode. And it's making me like retroactively elevate the episode a little bit more. I would think like, sure. to me, this episode was about a, 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 a seven out of 10, but 
where but based on it the foreshadowing it's up to like an eight eight point five out of ten okay yeah I could maybe agree with that too yeah and, and this season there's been a couple of maybe six out of tens or like seven out of tens too um in general you know it's it's funny i'm I'm actually listening to the audiobook of it right now and uh you know I finished the stand like last year that was 50 hours it is fucking 44 hours I'm like oh my Christ but it's funny because I never compared it yellow jackets and after what you just said i'm like wait a minute wait a minute there's connections because like if the book is like yellow jackets and not like the movies that we because it bounces back and forth bounces back and forth right and so in the section i just listened to on it i'm listening to the audio stephen weber's doing it um they're like oh there's something bringing us together for a reason or like there's a weird reason why we're being brought back and and i'll give you another one if you reverse genders it is a bunch of boys and Bev as the one girl. And of course, I'm sure you know that there is a very fucking creepy, awkward scene that you'll be listening to with a weird expression on your face later on. Yeah. Uh, if you reverse the genders for Yellow Jackets, it's a bunch of girls and you have Travis as the only like available. Yeah, obviously the coach is there, but he's gay. And Javi was gone most of the time. So Travis is the only of age male and already at least several, uh, at least two characters that we know of have slept with him. Uh, And he seems to be very close with Lottie. And and who knows if if that uh, in 1996 blossoms into anything. Uh, But yeah, there is that kind of like reverse where instead of it being a bunch of boys with one girl, now you have a bunch of girls with one guy. And, uh, it's, I could totally see those comparisons. I feel like as a TV series, structurally, obviously lost is the biggest, uh, compare comparison, especially starting with a plane crash. But in terms of the actual story, the supernatural elements, the, you know, I've brought up that it feels very pet cemetery. So maybe, you know, it would not shock me at all to find out that the writers were like, hmm, who's the most prolific genre writer of the last 50 years? Stephen yeah. King. Let's, you know, pick and, 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 and you know, choose from his amazing collection of, of horror stories and kind of make our own thing. And we have this, like, wilderness monster or spirit that, that's very Pet cemetery with, yeah. the, with the it... Um, collection of characters and the time like uh two different times kind of going at the same time right I, I could, yeah i could totally see that yeah yeah and one of the things that kind of stinks about it chapter two the movie and i think the miniseries two to a point is that the they don't really do justice to the grown-up version of the kids like i'm, I'm barely into this book and i'm already digging the adults way more than i did in either filmed version you know, they're just like like way more interesting. I know, like, obviously you can do much more in a book than you can in a show or a movie. But um, I feel like they drop the ball. And with this show right now, it feels like they're dropping the ball with the adult characters. But I'm hoping that they're going to tie things together. So speaking of tying, let's talk about Ty and Van. Uh, they, they transitioned by having Ty and Van get to the let's compound. Let's tie it together by getting in the van and getting there. Bling. And so I, I really, unless you have some insight on Ty, I really don't feel like there's much in either the 
past or the present day that's like super yeah, she notable. wasn't a focus character this episode, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I I do like that she's like trying to she like the whole first part of the season, or was it, I don't even remember if it was like her winning her election and now she's like an absentee politician. Uh, whose wife is in the hospital in a coma. She has a son who she hasn't seen in episodes. Yeah. Uh, so, like, who knows what's going on with that kid? <laughs> like, uh, but, yeah, like like we said, this episode is basically just her and Van, like, reconnecting a little bit awkwardly. And, you know, I, I do kind of want to know what happens with them as a couple because mm. it it feels like they are a very tight, you know, uh, Ty even says the words in 1996, happy wife, happy life, referring to young Van. So I'm like, okay, what happened where they, was it just coming home and not being able to deal with the pressures of being, you know, normal again? You know, and that was another thing I liked in this episode. I think it was Shauna Melanie Linsky who who talks about she just kind of hints at like a lot of the dark fucked up shit that happened when they were in the wilderness. Yeah. And you know, we've seen some of it, but I think so far with the exception of Misty like doing Misty things, uh the stuff that we've seen in the wilderness is all justifiable. Like Yes, they ate Jackie, but okay, they they're they're starving to death, and she was dead. They didn't murder her to kill her, no. uh, to eat her. Right. So aside from Misty destroying the black box and then you know, you know, leading to Crystal's death, I don't want to say she murdered her because she didn't. She would have, but right. she didn't. Uh, everything else is kind of like you come home and you're like, I've done these terrible things, but they're justified. Right. We well, know a, from from the very first moment of the very first episode that there are going to be things that are no longer justified. So I, I just can't wait for us to get from where we are to that. Right. And I am kind of hoping that now that the six adults are together, it's going to give us these kind of flashback moments to what happened. And we're going to find out more about, you know, like what's going on in the wilderness and Lottie's true powers. and Right. Right. Well... That's the thing, right, is Lottie and her beliefs. That's what maybe is the turning point for the people in the cabin, right? Because in this episode, when Sean is given birth, you mentioned this before, but it was really fucking fantastic how everyone is just freaked out. The acting is really great. The way they kind of edit and they cut cut between characters and their reactions is fantastic because it is so realistic as to how you would handle someone giving birth, right? Everyone is just scared, and, and Lottie doesn't even know what to do. She's like, oh, we should pray, and maybe we'll share our hope. Right? She doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And finally, the religion part kicks in when Travis brings in that skull that they sort of use to make sacrifices. And he cuts his hand, and he bleeds onto it, and they start – I forget what the fuck they chant, but they say something like, the wilderness will provide, or something like that. They keep saying it over and over again. And it's interesting because young Taiza – um, she kind of buys in for a minute because it's so desperate in that cabin while the baby is being born. And so she starts to chant the same thing too. While Meanwhile, she's usually a skeptic. And well, in that there's sequence- also the, the thing with Ty in, in the past was also uh, obviously she wants to make 
Van Happy, but also since she started doing like the Lottie chants, she hasn't slept walked or so she's, you know, making a connection like a, what is it like causation rather than correlation, you know, one of those. Yeah. So like, oh, I'm, I'm doing these chants. I haven't slept walked and almost walked off the side of the mountain. So I'll just keep doing it whether I believe it or not, because it seems to be working. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's affecting her too. And there's this great little sequence where the people that are the survivors, the main survivors, and then the ones that are pretty much always the skeptics are huddled around Shauna. And then the people that are the believers are huddled around uh, Lottie and they're doing the chant. And the reason why Van is so interesting is because they introduced her as an adult in this season and Van has always been a believer and so she's the one that's visibly affected in the present day when they see Lottie and everyone else is just kind of like, hey, we're at this compound. What's going on? But she is struck by it. So I always like that distinction between the believers and the skeptics. And mm -hmm. like, I feel like that's a major, major, major part of the show. And it's like, why is it that the skeptics are the ones that survived or and the believers are the ones that died? You know, I think that's very interesting stuff. Well, to make another Stephen King connection, uh, did you see The Mist? Of course, of course. Okay, well, that, that, the whole supermarket scene, it breaks down with, you know, uh, Lady Carmody, I think her name was, uh, Marsha Gay Harden, who should have won an Oscar because I think every person who's ever seen that movie hates her because of that. Yes, uh, awful. Uh, she, you know, it's, it's, uh, revelations, it's the end of the world, and she, She's basically leading the believers to kill the skeptics. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I, that, that kind of like division between religion and science or just skeptic and belief. I feel like that's also a, a Stephen King thing that he's used several times. Mm -hmm. We, we know that Misty is part of that group because she's the only kid that they show in that first scene, in the first episode, when she takes off her cloak or whatever the fuck she's wearing, and we see a young Misty. So we know she's part of that group. And I mean, we're assuming that every single Yellow Jacket is, the surviving Yellow Jacket is in that group that eats the girl in the first episode. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how the others survive. But let's, uh, let's just kind of wrap up the different storylines. So Misty also, it feels like, there wasn't much to her present day arc. Uh, yeah. It was just basically just getting into the compound, infiltrating it. There's some great comedy with Christina Ricci and the way that she reacts to the different people in the compound. I, I love this little thing. And we Sherry, Sherry barely noticed it, but she's like giving all of her items to the guy in the beginning when she's checking in. And she has like brass knuckles and like a <laughs> syringe and drugs. So I was like, that's it reminded that's so me of the opening scene in dark man where right. they're like, like, comically throwing nunchucks on the floor <laughs> right 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 <laughs> and then it, of course misty has all these weapons yeah right. and, and so there's this other character the guy that is like sort of checking her in and he has a couple of lines of dialogue throughout the episode he brings up um there's this one part where they talk about relationships and uh, you know someone must have dumped you at some point and he brings up walter elijah wood's character and she just seems non-phased by him. I, I do think that he's going to come back by the end of the season and he might have some sort of sinister reveal. But I am kind of glad that he's gone and she's with the other Yellow Jackets. Yeah. I think that makes her character much more interesting. I also like uh, Misty. There's She has a line, Christina Ricci, where she's like, it turns out that she's like, 
it's not that bad here. It turns out that just by knowing uh, Lottie, everybody wants to talk to me. And it's like, you know, it, go, it takes you back to young uh, Misty, where any chance that she has to be like the center of attention in a positive way, she takes it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if that means like, like people looked at her like, oh, she knows what to do because she cut the fucking coach's leg off when he was bleeding to death. And she was like building the fire. Everybody's like, wow. All right. Misty knows what to do. And then she was so elevated by that, that she was like, oh, I'm going to destroy the locator because everyone respects me out here. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, with the past, you know, going, going off of what you said about how like everyone respects her or they're expecting her to, to know what to do. She's so flustered because her friend just died. And so she doesn't know what to do. She sees the blood on her hands. And it's really great. They do a lot of like up close shots of that actress. Um, and she event like she kind of breaks down. She leaves Shauna. She goes off and then Lottie's the one that's able to convince her to come back. And Lottie has that kind of power where she's able to change the way that she thinks. And when we see uh, Misty with modern day uh, Lottie, there really isn't anything very interesting and it, it seems almost like casual right like she she's she's sort of more excited to tell everyone else about lottie having this compound versus yeah. having some sort of significant interaction with lottie right wouldn't you agree yeah uh and misty is like the facilitator she wants to be the one to spread the news tell the story yeah uh and, and i think i i We've talked about this. I think the absolute best 1996 to 2021 uh, yep. actress, uh, actor, like crossover is yep. young to older Misty. Uh, it, it feels like, I think the girl's name is Samantha Hanratty. I, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I think you're right. Yeah. The younger actress, the girl. I'm sure they're all in their like mid 20s. The, the woman who plays her. Uh, right. But. I mean, Christina Ricci just picks up like right. They even have the same like look in their eyes. Like yeah, it, yeah. it's it, it's really uncanny. Uh, I, I you and I you know I talk about that so much every week, and I asked Sherry, I was like, which which two duo, which are the the best, like the the most connected? And she said Misty too. And um, when we were talking about the Yellow Jackets and the, and their past counterparts, she always talks about how Nat. Like she said, Juliet Lewis doesn't really sync up with past Nat. Like they almost seem like two different characters. And I understand there's like a lot of trauma in between there. But Sherry was very happy with modern day Nat this episode. What about you? I thought it was I thought it was uh better than it's been the last few episodes. I think right. like her her relationship with uh Lisa, I think the character's name is, the one yeah. who she stabbed. Yeah, uh, I think I like that little relationship. It almost feels like older sister, younger sister kind of yeah. thing. Um, I, I like the scene with the goldfish. Yeah, uh, where it, not only does she put the goldfish back, but then it's like, all right, and then she like goes the next step and feeds it. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work to be, you know, I'm not going to destroy everything around me uh, and bring everything down to my level. I'm going to try to, you know, make things better. So 
I, th- I, I like this episode overall. Really, the only part of this episode that I didn't really love was the all the stuff with Shauna and the police, just because I'm like either arrest her for murder or drop the charges. Now, like the daughter is like telling the other cop, uh, I'm going to like make up a story that the, the guy raped me. And I'm like, oh, just let it go. Let uh, it go. Like, yeah. or, 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 or come up with some kind of, you know, twist in that story where it turns out Adam was a, a, a weirdo or was investigating the yellow jackets or something, you know? Yeah. I, I got to say that Shauna's transition to the cabin or the compound or whatever, I feel like that one's the one that feels the most forced, you know, because Jeff like answers the phone. He's talking to Taiza and he's like, oh, everybody else is going up to the compound. I think you need to get away from here and go there. I get it. It, it just kind of feels a little forced. Like Taiza, it makes sense. Like her other is sending her there. And, you know, Nat was kidnapped and brought there and Misty wants to go find Nat. And, you know, it, it makes sense for every other character yeah, it, it, it felt like it felt like they were like, all right, well, we got to get Shauna there somewhere. Let's right. just have them call her. And right, right. Yeah. But I it got me to a place I wanted it to be, uh, yeah. which is the six of them together. So uh, yeah. uh, I'm real. And and interestingly, this. Oh, interestingly, oh. sorry. This episode didn't have a like. Ne- ah. Next week on Yellow Jackets moment. I know, I know. What's up with that? Uh, I don't know if that maybe it, that has to do with the the writer strike, and maybe they're like not showing. I mean, like this whole season's done, but yeah. I know that Yellow Jackets. I think season three was in the middle of being written, and now that they're on strike, which I sent you a message as like a joke, like this is now I'm getting lost flashbacks. Because this is what happened with Lost during, I think it was season two of Lost. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I not not a good, not a big fan of this. I, I support the writers. Uh, they're getting screwed by the streaming companies, so uh, I, I totally support the writers. I actually saw on Twitter, uh, Mike Flanagan was out marching. Uh, I saw this awesome video where Jay Leno brought them uh, donuts. So. I support the writer strike, but I also, uh, you know, I, I, I get fearful based on past experiences with shows uh, and movies. So hopefully they get like a good contract and they get paid and they don't feel like they're being exploited when they go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know that there's also that fear of like AI written screenplays and stuff and they want to sort of put things in place so that it doesn't become a fucking, they use AI to write everything. Uh, yeah, I, I my Twitter feed is all filled with people that are protesting. Um, and yes, yeah, subpar stuff was put out. Mainly, I think of movies like, you know, you have like um, Quantum of Solace and Wolverine, the X-Men Origins Wolverine. and Transformers 2. Tra- yeah, Revenge of the Fallen, which all these are horrible movies. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, hopefully it doesn't fuck up Yellow Jackets. Um, I, I wanted to mention Jeff real quick because I, I love Jeff. And uh, he always gets at least one laugh per episode. But there's this one part where um, he's sitting outside of the police precinct and he's like, listening to fuck the police. You know, I just, I, I love that little touch right there. And also um, in the past, I, I just want to mention this. I thought this was clever writing too. Um, when they're showing all the kids in the science class, he passes a note to Shauna 
And he's like, oh, that was really good when you were helping me with studying. Like, maybe you should help me study again. And, you know, so they're doing their little affair, their little teenage affair. And then Shauna makes this point to be like, Jackie likes roses or whatever the fuck she said for, like, what Jackie yeah. likes. Because there's even someone in the class that's like, why did Jeff give Shauna a note, right? And I just, I love a little detail like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was a good episode. We, we don't know what to speculate for next week since... There is no on next episode part, so I guess we'll see. But there's only three episodes left. Three? I thought isn't there ten episode season? It's nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Freaking odd number season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting a final four, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, I'll I'll take a final three. Yeah. Well, I, that makes it even. So then, like, I think again, like we we you brought up. I think it was episode four. You thought was not great and i think that's typically what happens in you know a, a, a season of television where you get the you come back you get like the first big angle of the season out of the way in the first three episodes and then the middle three episodes are kind of doing like that like not i don't want to say boring but like kind of like the characters are scattered and they're going to need to get back together for that big climactic event at the end of the season, which is yeah. going to be the last three episodes. So right. we got to spend three episodes getting them in place to get to that final part. And I think that this really sums that up, especially at the end, where we get the reveal that the six of them are together in the present and that the baby, of course, died in the past. And, don't yeah. you know, so like so far, the two biggest events, the two biggest like plot points of this season, or even three biggest plot points of this season were Jackie, what happens to Jackie and how do they deal with that? That got taken care of. Then yeah. it was obviously Shauna was pregnant. What happens with that? What happens to the baby? Right. And then are they going to, at some point, are the Yellow Jackets going to come back together because they were kind of buzzing around each other and now oh. they're yeah yeah so i i'm looking forward to uh the final segment of the season i, I think it's going to be a good uh, uh a good ending yeah i i agree um i you know last night's episode did have that great emotional punch i should have known that that baby was a fake you know dream baby because it was so fucking big when it came out of her right like the baby's body was like half the size of shauna's body but um no, I know. I, I love talking about the show. This actually made me appreciate the episode even more, talking with you. If you guys watching uh, have anything else you want to add to our discussion, maybe something that me and Danny didn't talk about, please write in the comments. We'll address those too. Uh, if you guys haven't subscribed to LastroCast, please make sure you do. Danny is always putting out shorts and reviews of things that are out currently. Uh, we just did a review, Danny mentioned this before, of Evil Dead Rise last week. Um, but I know there's there's like more horror uh movies coming out soon um what shorts do you have up on the channel right now danny uh i got one on zisu which is a finnish war movie uh directed by uh jamari herlander who directed uh, uh this great finnish horror movie about santa claus uh rare exports that's the name of his horror movie right. i have a short up on the pope's exorcist which oh, okay. was a surprisingly awesome horror movie that if it's still in theaters near you, you should probably check out. Yeah. Um, I have a non-spoiler short for Evil Dead Rise. 
uh, I put up something about uh, Alien Day. Uh, oh, I'm nice. currently watching Alien with my after school horror club. Yes. Uh, and uh, it was really cool to see 15 uh, kids between the ages of 14 and 18 uh, all freaked the hell out when the chestburster scene happened. Uh, that was great. Uh, I had one kid because I paused it right at that moment. I was like, all right, guys, we'll see you next week. And they were like, wait, what? I have to go home now. I can't like I'm not going to be able to eat dinner. I was like, good. All right. That was good. So uh, that was good. And yeah, uh, and I, I have a bunch of stuff saved uh, on Voodoo that I got to watch. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, I, I release about a short two shorts a week. Uh, and then Pete and I do our Yellow Jacket stuff. And whenever big horror movies come out. Uh, we had a great talk about Evil Dead Rise with Mike Mangiorno of uh, Pop Culture Man Children, uh, Pop Culture Man Child, uh, and so that's up on the channel now. Yeah, you can check that. Yeah, out. You got it right the first time. It's Pop Culture Man Children. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you guys like what you hear on our podcast or see in our YouTube, of course you like what you see on our YouTube. Look how sexy we are. But uh, make sure that you follow us, and uh, we will be back next week to talk about some more yellow.